You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! going on guys this is dewey from peer pleasure and i want to tell you about our newest sponsor DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms they are an amazing company i've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks and they're going to be with us for a while and i really really appreciate that i love working with great companies and DistroKid is one of them uh, they have an awesome thing they're doing right now called splits now, if you're working as most people are online, doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online. And splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits. And all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. You and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, you can use Spotify Canvas, synced lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze. And you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid. And I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. 
That is distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. DistroKid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now. DistroKid.com slash VIP slash PPP for 30% off. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now. It is now 2024, and the choice is up to you. Do you listen to good podcasts, or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going strong. 11 years now the podcast about nothing your favorite podcast's favorite podcast do you enjoy nothing (laughs) so do we why don't you come over and check it out and stop listening to other podcasts thank you hey guys this is dewey from peer pleasure and i wanted to tell you about premium pleasure our premium subscription service that's available now. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. There's three tiers, tier one, tier two, and tier three. Tier one is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Tier two gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier three is $20 a month. That gets you all of that. It gets you the past cast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. There is, uh, I believe, 30 to 40 videos of these interviews. There is uh, multiple episodes of the past cast. The past cast is a podcast that I'd started separately that is me and another podcaster or me and a guest. Uh, discussing a deep dive into their favorite episode of Peer Pleasure. Um, so there's a bunch of those on there. So so-and-so and I would talk about the Chino Moreno episode. So-and-so and I would talk about uh, the Yvette Young episodes. And we would do a deep dive and tell where they came from, how we got the guest, stories of, of that weren't discussed on the podcast or maybe weren't in there. Um, it's just another glimpse behind the curtain. 
So that's the big deal with this premium service is giving you a glimpse behind the curtain of how the podcast is made, gives you access to things I'm doing and things that we're doing with the show, um, gives you, you know, ad free stuff. It gives you just all kinds of, of things that we could throw in there to help make it a valuable part of your month. Cause I put everything out there on this show. I put everything I have into this show. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Peer Pleasure with Dewey Halpus on Jabberjaw Media. I am Dewey, your host with the most, bringing you more great content week after week. This, uh, well, today we have Courtney LaPlante. This is the last day of the Daily Dose of Peer Pleasure before we go back to a once a week schedule. That This has been 10 episodes in two weeks. It's been exhausting, but it has been a labor of love. And I really, I'm really glad to get all these episodes out there because every week that was going by, I was getting more and more worried because I couldn't get enough content out, um, you know, to keep things relevant. So we just did this blast and I think it went really well. So like I said, Courtney LaPlante, she was the singer for uh, I Wrestled a Bear Once and also now Spirit Box. Spirit Box is a band I heard randomly through Spotify. Um, I was back. You guys heard the Tatiana from Ginger episode. I had Ginger playing on my Spotify and randomly it went into Spirit Box and I stopped what I was doing at work and I was like, this is fucking crazy. Went and looked who it was and then just kept playing it over and over and over again. Um, yeah, so come to find out, Courtney LaPlante uh, up in Canada reached out and had her on the show and she was just absolutely amazing. And we had a great chat. We talked about all kinds of things, which you guys will hear in just a minute. Um, but yeah, we connected on a few different things, and the, I mean, you got to check out Spirit Box. Jump on Spotify right now if you want to and, and check it out before you listen, because we talk a lot about that. Um, we talk a lot about touring. It's, uh, it's a good one, guys. So big thanks to her for coming on, and uh, definitely check out Spirit Box. So uh, peerpleasurepodcast.com is the website. Uh, peerpleasurepod at gmail.com is the email if you want to get a hold of me. With uh, questions, comments, guest ideas, just want to say, hey, uh, I check all my email and I try to respond to everything. So uh, hit me up. I'm also on the Instagram, at uh, PeerPleasurePod, same with Facebook, all that stuff. So uh, big thanks to you guys who come back week after week and respond and give comments and commentary on what you liked, what you didn't. I appreciate uh, that feedback. And definitely rate and subscribe to the show. Tell a friend about it. Do whatever you can to spread the word. The show is growing uh, exponentially. It's been getting really good. And, uh, it's all because of you guys spreading the word. That word of mouth is number one. So thank you very much. All right, guys, let's kick off this day. Well, this is episode 10 of the first two weeks of February daily dose of peer, peer pleasure, uh, coming to a close. So without further ado, let's talk to Courtney LaPlante from spirit box.
Courtney, how are you? Hi, I'm doing well. This is Dewey. <laughs> just, hey. in, just in case you didn't didn't remember. <laughs> no, it's funny. My my phone my phone said maybe Pure Pleasure Podcast. Oh, perhaps it should yeah. say perhaps. It's Technology. Not, it must not be a fancy or fancy phone. <laughs> no. I, I think <laughs> they should change that to say perhaps. Or yeah. Perhaps. Anyway, deep philosophical things going on right now with this. This is we, this could be a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm happy that we could finally connect and everything. Yeah, me too. I'm stoked. This is uh this is going to be awesome. This is so like I just start recording. I tell everybody this, of course, but I I just start recording when when the phone, before I even press call. Um, so cool. I mean we're just rolling. So uh, Courtney Laplante, welcome to the Peer Pleasure Podcast, my friend. Thank you for having me on. So you're up in Canada right now? Yeah, I live on the west coast. Okay, I live on a I live on an island. Right up by BC there, or right <laughs> Vancouver, BC. What is it? Yeah. What's the island? Yeah, called? I, I live on. I live. It's called Vancouver Island. Vancouver Island. Okay. See, I've been through Vancouver several times, whether on tour or driving to Alaska on tour. That was in, an adventure. But um, I'm from Alaska, but I've never been anywhere else really in that area. We just kind of drove through, so I'm really not familiar with the uh, geography up there. But uh, is it small? Small island? Big island? Hmm. I, I guess it's you know it's smaller than like all of the population of all the people on Hawaii, but it there's a lot of people here. Like you don't you don't you don't feel like it's an island until you have to leave, and it's very inconvenient. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> so, um, so you, like you have to take a giant uh, boat, like a, a ferry that all the cars go on or or fly. So it's expensive to leave the island, but. Like if I wanted to drive from the where I live on the southern tip to the top, it would probably take me like ten hours or something. Oh Jesus, that's it's huge. <laughs> yeah, so you know what I mean. Like I don't think about being on an island until I have a reason to leave, and then I'm just like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> why am I living on a goddamn island? Well, see, I was raised on an island in Alaska. Like, I was raised till I was eleven on this little island called Petersburg in the Panhandle, and it, we had like three thousand people on that island at any given time, oh God, and it was yeah. tiny. It'd take you fifteen minutes to drive around the island, and uh, yeah, two grocery stores, a post office, and uh, yeah, like two restaurants, a pizza place. Like that was it. So when you said island, I was like, man, maybe it is. Maybe it's similar to what I'm thinking of. Yeah, like, there's a, there's a ton of little ones. There's a ton of little ones like that around here too, but you know how it is. Like if you grew up on an, it's interesting. It just like makes you less likely to leave. Or maybe I don't know. Maybe it's different for you. Maybe you're like I can't wait to get out of here. But but here, like people are very comfortable. Not you know because you can't you can't say oh um, there's a show in Seattle. I'm gonna I'm just gonna go over to the show. The show ends at midnight, and I'm gonna drive three hours back home yeah because you can't do that you know you have every you have to everything has to be like really planned out you have to stay you have to get a hotel and the next ferry isn't the next day till like eight o'clock or whatever so yeah it's just it's interesting i've lived here for 15 years and i really like it but it's definitely a different mentality people like leaving is such an inconvenience sure sure i've i've had um 
try the, I always ask people this. This is funny that <laughs> I always ask this to people that live on islands, but it, it's uh, I had uh, earlier in the pot. So I've been doing the, doing the podcast thing for a few years and earlier, like the first year I had Aaron Turner from ISIS on, uh, who was like a hero of mine, but he moved to uh, Vashon from LA and Vashon Island in, in Washington, which is a super small island, I believe. I've never been there, but it's the same thing. You take a ferry to it. it everyone knows mm-hmm. each other. And he was talking about kind of uh, figuring out once you get out there, finding out things about yourself that maybe were hidden living in a big city or in a city in general where you're constantly distracted by other things where you really kind of kind of find out some terrifying things about yourself or things you didn't you didn't recognize before uh not sure if that's happened for you but i mean being there that long you've been there a while so um he was mainly talking about like going from la to vashon like it's literally like you're by yourself with your your wife or your kid and it's just Uh like oh now i'm alone with my thoughts oh yeah all the things i've been running that's that's a different experience (laughs) that's such a different experience from because this for me like this you know, it's all relative to him going from LA to a small island. You know, for for me here, the I moved from a really small town in Alabama to this. So to me, it was like I I went from a place where I was like maybe we'll get a Starbucks someday to to here, and I was like, oh my god, look at all the Starbucks! I'm really, you know, I'm really moving on up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, it, 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 so it was a, for me, it was like a huge, like metropolitan upgrade. But then, you know, now since I've spent time in other bigger cities, I realized that here it's like perfect. It's just big enough. It's it's just big enough that like there's plenty of stuff to do, but it's a, you know, it's a really small city relative to, you know, if you're in LA or New York and stuff, like you can, it, it's, it's definitely not like a giant sprawling city like Vancouver or something. Sure. So it's, it's nice. It's like, the best of both worlds for me. Yeah, well, you came. You came from Alabama. Whereabouts in Alabama? When I moved here, I li- I lived in Jacksonville, Alabama, really small. Um, I li- before that I lived in Auburn, Alabama, which is like a little bit bigger. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But it's you know college town, so there wasn't like you know one one stoplight type town, but definitely not as uh, not as bustling as you know coming up to a place like where I live now. But then of course, you know, like if I, if I went to a bigger city and, and went to LA or whatever, that's where I live is small. I, I, there's probably like, there's less than a million people on the Island. Let's say there's probably like 300,000 in this city. Okay. So it's like, you know, it's like city, but you would think it was just like an adorable little city. Sure. Well, it, so how close is uh, Jacksonville to Birmingham? Like, I'm trying to think of. We uh, we rarely play. Like an hour else. and a half. Okay, so not too far. We rarely play. You know, in Alabama. I never played. Yeah, I never played a show in Alabama. We played Furnace Fest. That was it. Like it was. Uh, I was, was going to ask if you've been to Furnace Fest back when it was going on. The no. Lost Furnaces. It's insane. I, it's come no. up so much lately. I guess it's coming back. They're doing another one. Uh, uh, well, what is it? It's like it's. it's have you heard of the Sloss Furnaces in Birmingham? No. The, okay, so <laughs> it's one of the most haunted places. I don't believe in the haunted thing, but it's it's one of the most haunted places in the United States, and it's uh, it's this old, 
like these furnaces they used to to uh, work with metal and stuff in basically and and um, it's it's super creepy. Like you walk around, it's back before any of the uh, like OSHA stuff, like the um, workers' rights uh, so safety it was very, stuff. It was, everyone was just like dying all the People time. People were dying <laughs> left and right, like falling into yeah. the furnaces, getting knocked into them, like uh, crushed by this, blah blah blah. So everyone believes that their ghosts still haunt these furnaces, and there's these big furnace stacks, um, just right off the freeway in in Birmingham. And um, there's like all these. It, it's one of those. If I don't know if you watch like those show, there's a show called like Abandoned or something like that. Um, they go like these places that are just like ghost towns or places that used to be inhabited that have been, you know, mental hospitals and things like that where they just walk through. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not seeing that show, but my, my husband loves the YouTube wormhole oh, of like people, you know, urban explorers and stuff yeah. and all that creepy, yeah. creepy stuff. So I get, I, yeah, I get what you mean. <laughs> no, I've never heard of that. Okay. I guess I, I have a 15 year old perspective of, of where I lived. So I, you know, I'm sure if I lived there a little bit longer, my cool older friends and we were like, when, you know, they could drive, we'd been like, let's go there. <laughs> go there yeah. for Halloween or something. But yeah. This was like never heard of that, or something, like, 2003, maybe oh, wow. uh, when we played the one of the last ones. Um, and it, so apparently the way I understand it is the dude, there's a, so there's this labeled tooth and nail uh, that I forget if it was a take hold records or something. One of these labels, a guy from that label ran Furnace Fest, and then Tooth and Nail bought them, and then he became like a head of something for Tooth and Nail, but and stopped doing Furnace Fest. But Furnace Fest is so like there's this big, uh, like dirt pile basically under this covered area that they it's like this big ramp, and they put a stage in there, and a PA and everything, <laughs> and everyone stands on the opposite side, and it's this huge festival, and like there's this huge long. A uh, huge long dirt road kind of deal where all the merch is set up, and like it's it's, and then there's like an Ernie Ball tent that they bring the mobile stage to the other side for small. Oh, bands. not the Ernie Ball stage. Oh, the Ernie Ball stage I, was there. Not <laughs> the Ernie Ball flatbed truck. It that's, that that stage has haunted me for years. Oh. I, it shows up. It shows up at festivals, and I remember playing on it, and then I'm like, oh, <laughs> there. Not the Ernie Ball stage. Yeah, the Ernie Ball stage. It's and which totally kind of kills the mystique of the whole thing because you're playing <laughs> in the furnace area on a real stage, and then there's this truck that pulls up, but makes it look like Warp Tour. But we stayed the night in the parking lot <laughs> overnight, and uh, it was kind of it was kind of terrifying just being in that yeah. area. Like people go in there and take pictures with their digital camera without a flash. Back when digital cameras were a thing. Um, and you'd get like weird apparition looking thing, like in complete darkness. That was what the weird whole haunted thing comes from. But, um, yeah, I would never be able to stay there. I would never be able to do, I, am too much of a baby to stay in a place like that. We had nowhere else to stay. (laughs) We slept in the van. Well, you slept like underneath the van and on top of the van. It was so hot. And, uh, yeah, we, we, that's the only time. Did you know? Did you know going into it that it was going to be like a weird, like whenever you, whenever you played weird out of the ordinary venue, did you already know about it going in or did you ever like, do you mostly just show up and go, Oh my God, this is like an old castle or like, this is a dirt pit. Like I, all those kinds of weird shows I've ever done. I didn't really like invest enough time researching uh, the location 
and how interesting they were. And so yeah. I sometimes I'd show up and like roll out of bed and be like, what the hell is, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, where am I right now? <laughs> so did I you know wish, about that? Or I that wish like, I did. I wish I did. It was, it was back then. It was like, I mean, we didn't really have, they had, people still had those like, trying to stuff those sidekicks into their uh girl jeans like it was it, oh yeah it's it was the that era. Days, yeah. yeah so like we didn't have really i didn't have the internet on my phone or anything and we're on tour so like mm-hmm. there's this band we were touring with called the fear for the march of flames and uh they're like we're playing furnace fest we weren't we weren't scheduled to play it but we're like man maybe if we drive out there and tour on our way out there maybe we can get on it and play and so we toured to it not having a show. Like, we had shows leading up to it, but we weren't technically playing Furnace Fest. And, uh, yeah, so we got there. A couple guys had read about it and already had everything set up, cameras and things ready to go. I had no idea. And I got there and I was like, what? <laughs> and we're just cruising the grounds, and it was like, this is insane. And now it's like this fascinating thing. Like, there's tons of YouTube content on it. Um, not on the festival, but, like, this, there's this band called Hum. I don't know if you know uh, of Hum, but uh, they got back together to play yeah. that festival. So people were coming from all over the place to see this one reunion show of Hum, which was amazing. Um, and, yeah, it was, it's just nuts. Like, I think it was a Life Once Lost first. Uh, uh, Bob Meadows told me it was their first festival appearance, that one. And it was the, one of the most insane shows I've ever seen. Like, it was crazy. It was nuts. It, everyone from Minus the Bear to Norma Jean to uh yeah like Life Once Lost and Hum and then um Further Seems Forever it was weird like it was this weird weird thing that lasted for a few years and apparently it's I'll coming go back. back I'll go there I'll go there next time yeah oh next time I go to Alabama uh my family uh, my my dad and my uh stepmom live there mm-hmm. so next time we go it's like an hour away so we'll go we'll go to the creepy Hell yeah. Well, let's see how far into the creepy furnace zone we can get. Oh, man. My you, husband loves that shit. He's going to eat this up. Yeah, after this, you, you have him look that up. I'll look, I'll look it crazy. up. The Sloss, S-L-O-S-S, Sloss Furnaces, it's it's nuts. I had no idea. Even there, afterwards, like we looked up a certain amount, but that's when I, when I said we drove to Alaska on tour. That was after Furnace Fest. So we left Birmingham, Alabama, and drove straight to Anchorage, Alaska, six and a half days straight. Uh which wow. was fucked up, but yeah, it was. It that was sounds like, like my worst nightmare. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it could have been. It could oh. be. You could try it. It's fucking insane. The the Alcan I've never driven. I've never driven six days. I think I've driven. I think I've done four days in a row, like across across the country, uh, across the states, like maybe from maybe from like te- or not even from the one end to the other, but maybe from like Texas to. I think it is like Texas to North Carolina, no, something like that. Anyway, four days, and I and that's it takes such a toll on your body. Yeah, it does. We had what a how we had we started with seven, I think, in the van in at Furnace Fest, and then we picked up like friends in Portland where we're from, and then uh, then we like stayed the night that night. We pulled in like evening, stayed the night in our own bed. And then got back in the van, which was awful anyways at that point, and then brought more people and a dog, I think, and then headed up the Alcan <laughs> Highway, which is super fucked up. It's beautiful, but it's Did just... Did you ever make people sleep in the... I think we called it the, the trench. Did So, like, some someone would sleep in the... So, like, you get the bench, and then another person gets the trench. Like oh, the hell yeah. On the floor in between the, the two seats. So, it's like, all right, you're, you got to do a shift in the trench. Yep. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would stay in the trench. I'm six foot five, 350 pounds. I would sleep in the trench because it, it felt safer to me. We had a couple times we went off the road and when you go off the road, uh, you, everything starts bouncing. And if you're on the bench, you can yeah. kind of cling to it. But if you're in that trench, you, you're basically wedged in and it felt a lot safer to me for some reason. I, under, I, I identify with that. Although I'm like half your size, so I can't imagine you were comfortable. <laughs> oh, but I, I sometimes I'd sleep, sometimes I'd sleep in those in the trench, and I would just be, you know, you just stare at like the metal rod of the seat in front of you, uh-huh. and you're just like, "We get in a car accident, I'm gonna die." <laughs> <laughs> like you're just like, I'm, my face is gonna smash into this. I am too old to be making these decisions, but here I am because <laughs> I'm really tired, so I'm gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna sit up with my seatbelt on. It's hilarious how being that tired can make you not care whether you live or die. Like, it just stops. Oh, like, yeah. It's just like, fuck it. I'm I'm literally, I know exactly what you're talking about, that the clips that hold the seat in are brutal yeah. down there. And, it's yeah, you know, who cares? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to lay down and take my seatbelt off. Oh, we're going through Montana in the snow down a giant mountainside. Like, what the fuck? Who cares? Yeah, if, yeah. Oh, hopefully I sleep through it. Like, it's, <laughs> just it's like the dog plunger in. The Dolph Lundgren, if he dies, he dies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's how I, does, that's how I always feel when I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever have you ever toured in Russia before? No, I've never. I did internationally. I did Europe. That was it. I never made it to Russia or Australia or anything. But oh, okay. tell have me you, about have touring you seen Russian. Russia? Like, have you seen Russian um, like driving compilations? <laughs> Yeah, oh, I think that's don't okay. You know, so in Russia, every one of those videos cam. has the dash cam. Is that something to do with insurance, or is that the law or something? You have to have it. Because um, yeah, most people have it because there's so there's so many uh, accidents, and and there's so many people that uh, cause accidents on purpose to to get like for insurance. So yeah. um, a lot of people have it, like just to protect themselves legally. A lot of people have it. Okay, that so that's why all those videos are from Russia. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking so it's about. Like, and and I actually got in a big argument with someone one time. You know, that was my stance was that there's not way more um, car accidents in Russia. It's just that way more people have dash cams. Mm-hmm. But then I looked it up, and I was actually wrong. And there are just like a you know, way <laughs> a much much higher percentage of car accidents and traffic violations in Russia than, than like anywhere else in the world or something. Oh my God. So you've been, yeah. You've been to Russia then touring. Yeah. I've toured there twice. Oh, tell me about this. Um, This is, this is fascinating. Well, the first time I, the first time I went, we just did two shows and the way that the, the promotion company does this is it's like a very novelty thing. Like you fly in and then, you play your show in St. Petersburg or Moscow, and then over, which is actually this is very uncomfortable and 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 hard on you, but it, because it's a new experience, it was like I didn't think of it that way. It was like fun novelty. Then overnight, you you go to this train station and you you put all of your gear on a train, and then you sleep in these like sleeper cars on a train. So you wake up the next morning and you're in the you know Moscow, and then you fly out. So like that's a cool to me that's a really cool experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually pretty you know I'd much rather just like stay in a hotel than fly to Moscow the next day. Now in my in my experience, but the second time we went to Russia, we played three shows. Um, 
St. You know, Petersburg in Moscow, and then this really small town, I don't even remember the name. So before um, before we went, I think maybe like a week before, we were playing some festival, and we hit it off with the, one of the bands that had been around. This band that was like, uh, like a death metal band, they'd been around for like 30 years, and they were really, they were just giving us lots of advice. And um, they were just like, oh, you know, you're going to Russia next week. You taking the train? And I was like, we're like, yeah, we're taking the train. And then we're playing this other place too. And then they were just silent. And they were like, how are you getting there? And we we're like, I don't know. I guess they'll drive us. And they were just quiet. They were like, oh, you're, so you're driving there, huh? Uh, yeah. All right. Well, are you just, you know, consider not playing the show. And we were just like, what? <laughs> They're like, you'll see. And yeah, I mean, it was so that we did the two shows and then we had the one show that we had to drive. Like, I don't even remember. In my mind, it was six hours. Maybe it was only like two, but it's still like six <laughs> hours. And we drove to this small town and it was the craziest driving experience of my entire life. I can't even, you don't have time for me to to explain this whole experience to you but i like accepted my death and <laughs> i was like we were all we were all like getting wasted just like drinking because we were so stressed out we were like all right well let's get drunk and like the driver was watching porn and making tea <laughs> while he was driving and then <laughs> what um yeah he and um it was just like in a little van you know, like a like a kind of like a sprinter van, like it was tall, like a sprinter van. Yeah. Um, I can't explain it, but it was just like it. It was the craziest experience of my life. I tr- like I truly, I we were just we thought we were gonna die, and on the way back, the thing that summed it all up was on the way back we were stuck in a traffic jam, and there was just on the other side of the road there was just a car driving like. 60 miles an hour down the highway driving like in reverse <laughs> and we were just like let's get the fuck out of here that's <laughs> like, insane it's crazy yeah they're just really like they just take it into their own hands over there like they're the you know what i mean they, everyone seems very comfortable and confident just violating all traffic laws yeah. and you know it was no one was stressed no one was yelling about it they were just everyone we drove with just really, you know, it was like they were off-roading. It was amazing. It's just, I guess it's just, you know, the people that we happened to hang out with, wherever they were from there, that was just like part of the culture where they grew up. They just <laughs> didn't give a fuck about road rules. It was crazy. Just put on some porn and and get a teapot going and fucking. So imagine we're like blasting down the highway yeah. and the guy was boiling water so he's like pouring boiling water into a cup and then his phone's on the dashboard with porn playing. And we were just all like, we're going to die. We're going to all die today. It's been nice. I'm so excited to die in Mother Russia. Like, it was crazy. And I think the show we played had like 20 people at it. So it was like, such totally a, worth it was it. for nothing. Yeah. Totally, <laughs> totally worth it. Like, it was, just, you know what I mean? It was just like this little town and i bet everyone that was there they probably just came like to see their friends bands play i don't even think they get they care about us yeah and one, oh, one time there was a traffic jam and the guy just looked over to the side you know like the 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 
killed and like there's like a farmland and he just went off the road he started driving through a guy's farmland like on the you know like all the dirt <laughs> like he cut around all the traffic and we were just going like going 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 like it was it was it was crazy oh my I mean, god i haven't thought about that in a long time that was <laughs> so much is coming back to me that i haven't thought about it's just, this is hilarious it's nuts but yeah so yeah if you ever go there like just take the train don't don't get on we're, we're not we're not made out for that yeah we can't we can't hang with those guys good god and they also have yeah. one other thing on youtube that comes up with russia is every like crane collapse or like awful situation yeah. with the crane is in russia I don't understand. And again, I don't know if it's like they're all happen to be filming. I don't know if it's like what the what the factor is. I don't know if it's like an infrastructure thing, but God. it's it's wild over there. They should just and make that's a just channel. That's caught on camera. They should make a channel yeah. that's like give every person in Russia a body cam and just randomly select all day long someone else's body cam every 45 seconds and you just watch the channel and just watch things unfold it'd be psychotic oh man i I like those the the russian people that i've met i really one thing i really appreciate um about them and it's probably similar to you like when you've been in europe is when you talk to people that they can speak english very well but it's not like they're not super super comfortable speaking english but they are very good at it Mm -hmm. there's just a lot of like subtleties that there's no time for because you're trying to be very direct and like communicate so there's so much stuff that's translated in such a hilarious like very like frank way you know what i mean like very like rather than going oh you know i really I, I enjoy your new stuff, um, but your your first album really like that that changed my you know that was like defined my teenage years and I I just cherish it like that's what you'd say to someone to be kind but then mm-hmm. some people English isn't their first language they they'll be like your album it's okay not as good as your old one <laughs> last time you played here there was more people <laughs> you know what i mean oh yeah like they're just really matter of fact because they're just you know there's like all those little subtleties of, of language just there there's not a lot of time you're talking in like a loud room and they're maybe a little flustered because they've had a long night and it, it, i mean everyone there can speak such they're all amazing how they can speak more than one language i can't even wrap my head around that but i love i always i love that i love when the european the European people are like really straightforward to us. I don't know if that ever happened to you a lot. Hundred percent, just because of the language. Hundred percent. I love in that. Germany. In Germany, yeah, that very thing. They'll come up and ask for an autograph, and then they'll tell you they didn't like the new record as much as the old <laughs> record, or the new record was way better than the last record, or this song. Oh wait, yeah, you guys didn't play long enough. What do you mean? We played for yeah. three hours and fifteen minutes. Yeah, you should have played longer. <laughs> you, you don't understand the ticket price over here or whatever. Like, what? Like, we play, we would play you, an hour. Have you pl- you played for three hours? Have you ever played for a, a long, long time? Yeah. Like, hours? Yeah. I've never done that so in So here's life. the thing. Like, this is, the, so like, 
Holy shit. The earlier band, like the Furnace Fest band, it was, it was called Anatomy of a Ghost, and we would play for 35, 40 minutes tops, right? Because we were just going yeah. crazy, and it was intense. Yeah, and no one wants to hear that stuff for an hour. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I always would say. But then when we were with... So you guys uh, would play about 90 minutes? No. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and so, like, we, I started touring with... Once Anatomy of a Ghost broke up, the guys, a couple guys broke off, started Portugal the Man, and that's when I joined back up with them. They had some shows with Dredge and Santa Cruz. They're like, okay, we're playing these, you know, these. They're Dredge's headlining, playing albums in full or whatever. Yeah, I, and, I could, I could see you guys because you can jam. There's some more like, you, you, I, I could hear some more like fun points in the set of like, you know, a, a break, like a jam break where everyone's just kind of like, exactly, and stuff. Exactly, yeah. and we had like, so he's like, oh, we're going to Europe, and you have to play for like two hours over there because it, i mean they charge a lot for tickets and then they do like a dance party after the show all night it's weird yeah oh but, yeah and so you've been it's, you've done this but like we would play you know two hours two hours and 15 minutes to be respectful like that's what you do okay and we we played songs we never really played live before we played the singles over there were songs we never played in the u.s and you'd hear them on the radio and you're like what the fuck and we would play acoustic versions of the songs we had just played and then we would have just to stretch it out. There was a couple clubs we played where there was no green room, and to get to the stage you have to walk to the, through the crowd, and to get off the stage you have to walk. To, and they wouldn't let you leave. Do you just make keep wow. play again, play again, play again? It's like what? Like we would play for hours. It was ridiculous. And but yeah, they and then they would tell you still you didn't play long enough. Why didn't you play this song? Wow. We played every song. Diff- we know. I guess it's like a different. It, that's like a different. Uh, set of people I guess your guys' guess. audience just really expects that you know the the weird the weird like metal world you know like I think people are I think people are like oh my god <laughs> get off the stage yeah it's like you know, seven bands playing half hour sets in the metal world it's, it's perfect yeah. it's perfect yeah so I you know we're putting on my, my band now Beerbox we're putting on uh, some local shows before we go to Europe in February, mm-hmm. and it's so funny because I just haven't, I haven't had to organize a, a local thing in like eight, nine years, and so it's just so funny. All the bands like willingly wanting to play longer, I just can't identify with that. I'm like, you know, like, oh, you know, I, can we, can we, how long do we get to? Play? Oh, you only want us to play twenty minutes? Are you serious? I'm like, are you kidding me? I would be so. Ex- I'm so excited when I when I open a show and someone's like, "All right, 20 minutes." Yeah, I'm like, "Yay! We only have to play like four songs, and then we get to leave, and then you can get, then you get to like just go so much energy the whole time." Like, I I love that. Yeah, you say nothing and just annihilate people for 20 minutes. Yeah, I, I love I and so now that we're you know my since I'm in this new band, we're in we're like in the opening band zone now. It's kind of interesting i feel like like um i feel a lot of pressure in some way obviously in some ways it's our first tour but um the tour that we're doing we're the we're the smallest opening band and i just there's not like a lot of pressure to entertain in any way other than just playing our songs Mm -hmm. whereas in my old band you know we have like 90 minutes up there and i felt like i needed i i almost felt like i was doing like a like a one-woman show like i had to to you know entertain i was like i felt like the mc like i had to entertain people in between songs and tell them stories and stuff and i, I had a lot of i put a lot you know it's a lot of pressure like to mm-hmm. to to 
um, you know, to do that. So now I just, I, in this new band, it's kind of liberating. Cause I just say like, hi, we're spirit box. We're from Canada. And then we just, you know, hit space bar. We just play the whole set. And then I just thank you. Have a good night. And then we're just, <laughs> it's awesome. That's fantastic. It's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. I, and then I can just focus on playing well. And you know, for now I can just really focus on this, playing well and connecting as well, as much as I can and the small amount of time provided to me and just try to have the music, you know, speak for itself and hopefully impress some people. We'll see. Well, it worked I have for no me. idea what to expect. <laughs> it worked for me. Like I <laughs> oh, that's awesome. just set the stage for this here. I so I work construction now, right? I'm a foreman for a, for a, a commercial plumbing company. We're building this big hotel. And so I, I get music okay. going all day long. I stopped touring. I have kids now and stuff mm-hmm. and I stopped touring. So, uh, got the career going. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put some music on, blah blah blah. And I, I'm trying to remember how it happened. I think so. Like the day before, I'd had uh, I here in Portland, I had uh, Tatiana from Ginger on the show. Um, and oh, cool. she was super sick, and it was it was it was good. But she, I mean, she was miserable. And I was like, man, we could reschedule this if you want. She's like, there's really not gonna be any time. So we just did it, right? Yeah, and, and, yeah. And so the new record had come out, and and um. I was playing that on Spotify and the next, when it goes to like the next artist, you guys were it. And I was, and I'm up in this, uh, yes, I'm, in algorithm, this baby. Yes, I'm up in this lift, like 30 <laughs> feet in the air and my, my Bluetooth speakers blaring. And the, uh, I forget what song it was. that came on. Um, oh shit. Is it Bel- Belcara? Bel- yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, came on and i was just like it was just going and going and going and then it just hits and i'm like what is this this is incredible and the, <laughs> i like skip back and listen to it again and then i was like because i was still doing something so if i wanted to like i didn't want to lose the band like what band it was because i couldn't look at my phone yeah, and i yeah. just skipped it played it again and then by the time i could get my hands free and stuff and look at it and i was like spirit box huh okay wait a minute and then i've like went through the rest of the songs I'm like jesus christ this is insane and then I think between there and lunch is when I was like searching for like how do I get in contact with these people? And then that's when I saw oh the God. email and I emailed you that day, like the the to your uh vocal email and um or your like for, for vocal guest spots and stuff. Yeah. And well the email we were emailing on. You know of course which one that is. But um yeah. That uh, on my lunch break, that's when I emailed. It's like Jesus Christ, and then I was like, kind of like searching the internet, like find out more. And I was like, I wrestled a bear once. What? I, I wrestled. So I re- <laughs> I wrestled a bear once. This is super. So once I left touring and like started doing the family thing, like I didn't go to shows. I didn't do much with anything with music. And I think that's right around the time I missed that entire time of music. To where I had heard time. the name and I had seen different things, but I didn't know anything about you guys. And then when I saw that, I was like, huh, okay. They they broke up or whatever. They're no longer now it's Spirit Box. Then I started like reading the stuff online and uh started to make more sense to me. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this is fantastic. And so I just kept listening to it. I kept throwing it on randomly during the week. And and some of my guys would come over and be like, This is really good. I was like, yeah, dude. <laughs> so it's like, so it's like a guy and a girl, right? And I was like, well, no, vocally, vocally, and like, yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah. no, dude. 
and I was like, you remember, you remember, because they knew they know who I have coming on the show a lot of the times. So I was like, you remember that 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 uh, girl Tatiana from Ginger? And uh, they're like, yeah. I was like, kind of. I mean, this is this is brutal. I was like, I know. Check out this video, and I'd have them watch the video, and they're like, holy shit. I was like, here's one in the studio, so you'd, you'd believe it. Like, here you go. And uh, so I've been like passing the, the band oh my around, God. but I was blown away. Like, this is fucking awesome tunes. And that's so cool. That's so, that's just, man, that just makes me so happy to, to hear like how you found us. Like, you know, we don't, we haven't, we have all these people that we've like connected with over the years that were are fans of our band, but we talk to them so much that like, I don't even really consider them fans. I consider them like our, our friends, like online, you know, like we keep in touch and stuff and it's, I've never gotten to meet anyone. So, but that likes my band. Like I've really only met, I've been, we've done three shows. So I, I met a couple people that liked our band that were at the shows. Um, they, and, and I've never gotten to like in real life, really just stand there while I'm singing and then like see people, react positively yeah i love hearing that i love watching reaction videos of our band and i love hearing like what you just said it, it just gets me so i'm i'm just so jazzed right now like that just <laughs> made that's just gonna that's gonna get me through the week you know what i mean like of my of my shitty job like just, that's just that's like the dangling carrot that just keeps <laughs> Keeps getting us, you know. We're like, oh, that's when I thought I was done. They pull me back in. Yes. Like, we, just can't, we just can't stop dumping all our money and time into this because it's just so satisfying when you hear that. It's like it's working. Well, it hits you know? on so many levels. Like it hits on so many levels. Like the the thing that really got me about it was just the sense of melody because the when everything would break like the screaming is brutal like but it's so it's controlled and that's one thing like with i can't i can't explain it to people that don't do it how you can you can mm -hmm. pitch a scream and you can have control it's not just like straight up hardcore where you're just yelling your voice is squeaking and you're you mm -hmm. know you're just putting it all in there you can harness every bit of that energy and you can funnel it in a way that like uh like Randy from Lamb of God like he can pitch a scream like it, like I try to it, so basically when I'm listening to music at work I'm trying to educate people sometimes on what what is what and people are like ah it's just a bunch of gibberish I was like no like let's do it again and then and why don't you try to do it like I can't do that well okay <laughs> then then give it a chance these people can and I try to like explain it yeah like pitching a scream and then but but the coolest part aside from that that really hooked me was the vocal hooks. Like the the notes you choose and the 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 um, what do they call it the the um, it's not like a melodic resolution like where where you go in like a vocal pattern and there's like a resolution at the end where you hit the last mm -hmm. note and you can go you know flat yeah. you can go like poison the well they used to love to go flat which would throw me off because naturally I would be like singing along in my head and then it would go somewhere else. Like this really like minor, like yeah, crazy it diminished to, It has chord. to have a resolve. A resolve, yes. It has to have a resolve. And yeah. that's what, but the way you get, you hit the resolve, right? As I would like, like my sweet spot, but the way you get there is mm -hmm. so interesting. That's what really pulled me in. I was like, this is really fucking cool. And I would keep going, listen to it again and again and again. Cause I was just like, man, like trying to figure out how you got from one point to the next 
was really in my head, the way I listen to music, it's all separated in my, in like different tracks in my head. That was what really got me was like, this is, I mean, the music was amazing. That's, cool. That's really bam, cool. That, that got you me. You sound like you're like secretly a vocalist. I, well, I, I yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I did vocals in both bands. That's something like, that I that I pay attention to too. Yeah, but you you but you that's, know, that's, that's your art. Like that's your that's your craft. But the way you the way you get from one point to the next is so interesting. You know, it's like it's like a Russian driver. You could say, I guess, like it's a fucking journey. Yeah. Sometimes you put you know? it in reverse, but you make it there. And but it's so cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then watching the videos online, where it's like in the studio. I was just like, okay, here it comes. Okay. And then I'm watching them just like, Jesus Christ. Like they never had stuff like that before. Like when we were doing it, like the YouTube wasn't very big. Like now you can find I know, anything man. you want. And, but it's, yeah, cool. our band exists fully only online. Like, yeah. it, which I would rather it not be that way. But it was, it, if we had waited to put out music until we actually had like a full band lineup i mean we still wouldn't have music out and we've been working on it for like three years yeah so we would have just we still wouldn't have a full lineup or or even a ways to do shows because you know how it is when you're in a uh band when you're older it's like you you gotta you can't always just have it be like oh these are my friends from school we all live in the same town Mm -hmm. so like we don't we don't practice or do shows or anything like together because we all live far apart from one another. Yeah. So you know how it is. So it's, it's like the internet is so weird. Um, and my fear was that it, it just doesn't really, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't really uh, like resonate permanently with people because I was in a, I was in I rest of the bear ones that had this like sense of novelty to it. And we didn't really hear, like, like because I was a fan of I Wrestle the Bear Once before I joined the band. So, you know, I would never, I would never put I Wrestle the Bear Once on to my, to my friends and go, hey, guys, this song makes me feel something. You got to hear it. I would go, hey, guys, check this shit out. It's wild. You know, it's like, <laughs> that was, it was not, you know, we were all in bands like that. That had a time and place. Like, it was about, like, being shocking like having a a novel idea within the song um whether that was a country part or like some silly clip from a movie or like a honky horn or something (laughs) um and i and that's great but i watched the lasting like like uh resonation with people like i watched it not it doesn't have the currency to only go so far. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it's really, you know, I was in that band on its way down. So I, I had a very interesting um, way, you know, my, my, my education, my music education was very interesting because I went from being in a DIY, you know, like we're all kind of like half-assing it, ba- little local band. Like we were like, we you know, we were kind of, we all started to like, quit school and stuff to, to fully put everything into our band. But we just did like a couple tours and like put out a couple songs and stuff. Um, but then I went from that to, to warp tour. Like I went overnight, I, I joined my other band and I, and I, uh, cause their singer quit. 
on Warp Tour, and I went from that to that to Warp Tour, and then a, a, a world headlining tour immediately after. And so, <laughs> like, Insane. I have what I'm. So what I'm doing now, like in, in this band, and like opening shows and and doing that, like the, I've never experienced this before. I've never been. I've never been the opening band or not like wasn't calling the shots and stuff. So it's, or, or had no like leverage before. So it's so, it's so interesting. My, my music education has so many holes in it. You're Cause I didn't like naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, so I didn't, you know what I, when we got this tour, I'm so ignorant to this stuff. Like our man, my manager, I was like, all right. So, um, we only have three, we only have four bunks on this bus. What about a sound guy? Uh, what about front of house and, and a tour manager? Or we're just gonna have to get someone and bundle them into one, like you know, like a, P, a front of house PM. And my manager just laughed at me. He's like, <laughs> "That's so cute that you think that you're going to have your own tour manager in front of house. That's adorable that you think you can afford that." That's adorable. And I was like, "What?" Well, I mean. Yeah, I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know how much how much is this gonna cost. You know, I I never concerned myself with that stuff in my mm-hmm. old band because I because also not only were we doing you know quote unquote well, we I also was new in the band, so I didn't I didn't concern myself with like the nickel and dime part. So yeah, this has been a cool experience. I'm I'm I still have that like hopeful feeling that we're like right on the the brink of. of like relevancy i feel like it's i feel like it's coming i just i think you just really need to have like that one like one song that just like really really connects with people so i'm trying to figure out what that song is and and write it (laughs) (laughs) that's all you have to do right there yeah well you mean you guys have a really good aesthetic too like that's what like the videos and everything, Thank you. because when I came into the band brand new, of course, then like hearing on Spotify, going to the internet, of course, looking up stuff, going through things, emailing on lunch, then like going and watching the videos, then watching the studio footage. Like there's little things, it all ties together really well in a, in a package. Like it, it makes sense. There's nothing out of, not out of the ordinary, it's the wrong term, but there's, everything has a flow. That leads into the next mm-hmm. thing, which which as you're discovering the band and you're going through like kind of collecting these different images and, and uh, uh, sounds and everything else, it seems very cohesive. Like it's very uh, well put together and thought out. Like nothing seems rushed. Nothing seems, you know, uh, just kind of thrown out there. It seems like everything has a purpose and the amount of content that's out there you know, represents, you know, how long the band's been around, you know, where you guys are at. Yeah. This is where you get to build that empire, you know, that you've come from before where you've seen what it's like being on the the headliner side and, and having that, that privilege. But then working into that, you can kind of pick and choose what you want to do. I mean, this is a really good, it's almost a blessing where being able to come up this way, you know, and really like build the groundwork. Yeah. Something that you started from the beginning. Well, I watched yeah i watched everyone do i watched things be done wrong you know and Mm -hmm. like lots of i learned a lot of positive stuff but i also just i learned i just learned a lot of of you know i learned from my old band's mistakes and then also just the mistakes of all the 
bands that I was around that, that we were touring with and stuff. So it's, yeah, I, I hope that I like absorbed as much information as I, I can, but then I also have had four years off of, of like relevant touring experience. I haven't, mm-hmm. I haven't done any, when I did these shows this year, it has been four years since I performed. We did three shows and one, we just hopped on a bill in town just because we were going out to, um, couple pro- uh, province over to play two shows with the band misery signals uh-huh. yeah, yeah. and so we wanted we wanted to like not have their sold out show be our first show ever so we were like <laughs> oh let's jump on a bill you know like break the uh break the the ice there so um just mentally that made me way less stressed out um and it it was it was really cool, but I, we have, like I said, we have so much to learn. I, that's the thing that I've missed the most of touring is just being around other people that understand what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. It's been really lonely. The internet's great, but I don't, I never made like super best friends with a lot of the, the people that I toured with, you know, I keep in touch with them, but I don't feel, um, I don't feel comfortable being like, tell me everything I need to know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, be, I'm your student, like do this and that. And so, um, you know, so I, I just feel so like my, my husband and I feel so out of the, out of the loop. Like we don't really, whenever we go to like NAM or we go down to LA or we go to a show in Vancouver where we, you know, to see our, an old friend's band play coming through town, it just like it just makes us so happy. It's like we're in our. It's like this life that I'm in right now is like a fake, alternate reality. Mm-hmm. And then when I when I'm around other music people, like music people, that's the real me. Because usually it's the opposite. It's like if you don't, you know, if you work nine to five, then you you have your little show every once in a while. That's like your escape. But for me, it's weird. It's like the opposite. It's like this is my, this nine to five life is like, I'm being a, I'm, it's like a fake person. It's not me. Mm-hmm. I'm not being myself. And then when I'm around music people, then I'm finally getting to be myself. It makes sense. You know, it absolutely makes sense. Yeah. There's some people that just aren't meant yeah. to, to work the nine to five. There's a lot of them. No, and that's what keeps things at moving. That's what makes life interesting. Is people it. that aren't meant to do that <laughs> entertain the people that are. Like it's, it's, it's part of life. Like it, not everyone has it and some people do. And the well, people that do have it, it, that's why there's artwork. That's why there's creativity. Cause not yeah. everyone is creative. You know, not everyone, there's people there's that are very be mechanical. Something that there's my, people that, that my have, husband and I are good at, Yeah, you know, that isn't music, but I don't know what it, I haven't discovered that yet. Like we have to, that's like our goal. Like we have to figure out what else we're good at. But we haven't. <laughs> like, I just really, I'm not good at anything else. I really, I'm not. Like I, I, I haven't been able to figure it out, and neither has my husband Michael. Like um, our bass player Bill in our band, he, um, he kind of went through the same experience as Michael and I, where he was in a band that was doing a ton of stuff, touring all over the world, playing big festivals, and mm-hmm. like opening for huge, like doing like arena tours, opening for people. And then he left that about around the same time that we left our band and uh, he had to figure out, you know, he lives in Vancouver, a very expensive city. He had to figure out something else that he was good at. 
And uh, he turns out he's like an incredible barber. That's what, that's what he does nine to five. Oh, there you go. So at least it's something that he can, you know, he feels he feels passionate about it. He likes learning about new techniques. He's, he takes a lot of pride in it. He's working really hard yeah. um, to, to be, you know, really self-sufficient and, and run his business. But I have, we don't, Michael and I don't have that. Like we don't, <laughs> we, there's nothing. What are you guys we doing work, for work? We'd be like, we, we do data entry at, we work together the same hours. We do data entry um, for like uh, nurses and stuff. It's like all their paycheck. We do payroll essentially. Oh, weird. Okay. This <laughs> is really complicated because <laughs> we have like 20,000 employees. Yeah. So all day I just listen to music and podcasts and I don't talk to anyone. We don't, I don't speak like all day. I just listen to podcasts and music and just enter data. Wow. And it's a very, it, and it's a, the reason we have this job is not because we're like passionate about entering data. It's just, it's a, it's a well-paying job relevant to how you don't need any education or anything for it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the perfect touring musician's job because we are casual workers and we just work, we take full-time work when we feel like it. And then for instance, like the tour we're doing in February, we don't have to book off work or anything. We're just not working during that time. So it's, it's perfect for, it's perfect. The casual worker um, life is great for that. I mean, it's bad for the other side. We don't have, we don't have benefits. We don't have sick leave, all, all that stuff. But um, it's really, it's cool for the, the the reason that we have it. It's finally, I think, going to pay off. We've, just, we've been working there for three years, you know, hoping we'd be back into touring mm-hmm. at some point. So we've held on to the job. Um, so it's, it, it's a great job if you're an introverted person, which I'm very happy to not speak to anyone all day. I just not to deal with people. So. Really? I, but, yeah, I'm very, I, I'm very introverted. I'm just a... I'm an intro. I'm a extroverted introvert. I'm an introvert that's good at being extroverted because uh-huh. I have to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like to network and, and same with you. You know, like it's just part of I think being a band dude. Like you're just so you're you're so used to having to be like stuck with a bunch of people you just met. So you're you're good at like shooting the shit with people, right? Yeah, I always love that. I always they always used to call yeah. me the fanboy because I'd be in other people's buses hanging out and it's like well Aww. they're like like warp tour i'd be I, I would be cool all day because we didn't have a bus we had a van with broken air conditioning and i'd made friends so i could be in people's buses with video games and air oh, conditioning hell yeah, all dude. day and they're like man you're just totally fanboy now it's like get fuck the that. wi-fi password yeah get the wi-fi password exactly. dude and get on that bus <laughs> then the guys are like how are you getting all these people on your podcast i was like uh do you remember me hanging out with them back when you were calling me fanboy Oh yeah, I guess well, I guess that worked. And I was like, well, yeah, it wasn't fanboying out. I was like, yeah, I like this band, and I'm gonna yeah, we're backstage. We we are on this show, so we are going to hang out. And it's just something I've always enjoyed doing is is talking to people. But it's I can be introverted at times where there's times like I, a lot of times at home I don't say anything because <laughs> my kids are yelling and screaming yeah. or doing whatever, and I'll just sit there quietly. And my wife's like, what's going on? I'm just like, I, I don't know, I don't know. It, but I'll like at work and stuff, or like of course on the podcast, just talk all the time. It's it's just comes easy, but it's it's uh, something that I used to get made fun of a lot because because they're like yeah you know oh yeah I met so and so but uh, yeah that's it. I'm like what did you talk to him? No, 
Okay. Well, that's your that's your deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think that I, that's why I really like um, I, I like I love listening to podcasts and I like all the different educational ones and more um, like a stricter format. But I I mostly am drawn to like the really conversational podcast. Oh yeah, that's the that way. More, it's what's, that's that's just what I enjoy. It's preserving. It's pre- preserving that because, like, the internet brings us so much closer together, but pushes us so much further apart in different ways. Kind of, it kind of turned the world inside out to where, yeah, we're connected there. Like, you're in Canada right now, and we're not on a long distance call. Like, it's, it, yeah, you know. But at the same time, you know, the with the internet, you can you you could be in Portland and Canada and be in a band together and never practice. Like, you know, you're sending files back and forth, and you're not having that. Uh, like even over the phone, like right now, we have no body language going right now because, uh, you know, my hands could be going all over the place, like accentuating things. You wouldn't yeah. see it, you know, but it still works. Yeah. So I love doing these in person. So, I mean, I would eventually I would love to do another one of these with you in person when you guys come through Portland, because I love it. There's just such a better connection as far as on a whole nother level um, doing it face to face. But like uh it's it's yeah it's it's the conversational podcasts are are i mean it's all appointment listening i think is what who's who said that jay moore the comedian you don't get a lot Mm -hmm. of bad reviews on podcasts because people listen to it because they want to hear the guest or they like you or you know like they listen to it because they want to not because they have to like it doesn't just come on the radio so like they're not forced to sit through it it's this weird thing where there's like a lot of positivity because you you only hear from the people that listen to you who, you know, already want to listen to it. You know, like someone will type in your name into Apple and iTunes, and this podcast will come up. You know, that kind of thing. Kind of like with Spotify, where it's like, oh, you yeah. like this band because of this band, and it's it's uh, it's interesting. It's a weird thing. Are your kids old enough to understand what podcasts are? What was that? Like old enough. Oh, you're cutting out. You're cutting out a little bit. Uh, kind of. You were cutting out a little bit there. I didn't hear the last thing you said about it was something about kids. Yeah, I was. I was just wondering. Um, tell me if you can't hear me because oh, I I, can hear I you have now. horrible reception in my house. Okay, I was like, I usually just go like a weirdo. I go I'm, like I'm in my my bathroom and my slippers, and I just go like stand out on my patio and talk because I I can't ever hear anyone on my fucking phone. But <laughs> I um. But I was just wondering, like, are, are your kids old enough to, um, do they understand, like, what podcasts are and, um, like, what you used to do in your in your bands and everything? Or are they really young? No, they're they're young, but they understand. Like, I have a stepdaughter who's 20, and she knows all that stuff, um, what I do okay, and, and so all that like, stuff. That's so interesting. But my kids, my my, my littles, the, the Grayson, so it's interesting. Grayson has special needs. He's got like a, a it's kind of like autism, but it's it's not. It's, Asperger's? It's, no, it's it's uh, an actual deletion on his 10th chromosome that causes all these issues. So it mimics autism, but it's it's a full-on genetic, uh, like abnormality kind of oh. deal, um, anomaly. Um but he, like sensory stuff. Exactly. My, my little brother's autistic. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And uh, so he he's eight, but he in his mind he's about five. So he 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 mm-hmm. um he always says, "Dad, do you have podcast today?" And yeah, like before I came to do this, uh, you know, he's like, "Can we do my 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 podcast?" And so I'll turn on my phone and push record and do an episode with him, like you know, five minutes. 
you know, and just talk about the day. And then he wants to listen to it. And so he'll, he, he understands, he knows I play, I show him videos and stuff and he sees what I do. And, um, he's, he's more interested in what I do now. Cause it's like with cranes and, and big equipment and things like that, which he loves. Yeah. But my daughter yeah. uh, also, you know, you have a podcast today. Yeah. You know, who are you talking to? Like she's, she's six and she, uh, she's totally into it. Like she, she knows all about it. She, um, the logo for the show is this, we call it the pleasure skull. It's uh, like a three eyed skull with mm-hmm. the headphones on and stuff. It's my buddy Wes drew it up and she's afraid of everything. Like she's terrified and she calls skeletons skinnies because she's afraid to say skeleton. So she calls them skinnies. Aww. So she says, dad, your skinny's probably a nice skinny. I'm just going to think that because I like it. And so she has to like oh tell herself God. it's a friendly skinny. And she puts it on everything. Like she put all the stickers I had. She loves stickers. And uh, yeah, she wears the shirt that had the, the printer that did my other shirts um, made some their size, uh, like baseball tee style. And uh, she wears that around and tells her friends like, you know, it's my dad's podcast and blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's kind of so cute. cute. She's, that like makes like anytime you have to like clean up your kids shit and puke, like uh-huh. those, it's those moments that makes it. <laughs> like your daughter calling skeleton skinnies that's the cutest yeah. goddamn thing i've ever heard in my life <laughs> she like how can you punish them when they're bad oh man so cute <laughs> yeah she she has words for everything like if she's afraid of something she'll just change it like but yeah yo, dad you know what's inside us i was like what honey blood and skinnies oh okay yeah oh, cause she's God. just all about that and uh yeah it's really funny because she just yeah to change it in her mind like I, I sometimes I feel like I don't want to say this, so I'm say it this way. But yeah, it's a it's a friendly skinny because he's smiling. And I was like, yeah, he kind of is. That is so cute, <laughs> man. Kids are so cool. They I don't, are. I don't, I'm I'm not around them very much. So like like anytime, I, and I don't have a lot of friends with kids. Um, our our drummer in our band Ryan, he's he's not gonna be able to. Uh, you know, tour or anything like that because he actually just recently, he just had a baby. Um, And, and so there's just, uh, there's just so many interesting things that I've learned um, from him in the last, you know, like nine months or so that his son's been born. Like they're just so, they're amazing. There's just so many every day, like a new interesting thing happens with those kids with kids. And it's like, I can't even comprehend. I can't even comprehend what it's going to be like when his son starts talking and stuff. That's the best. Right now we can't even talk with them. You have a conversation with them (laughs) and they talk back and they understand what you're saying. It's the weirdest thing, but it's also, I mean, it can be, you know, sometimes they don't shut up and they just keep going, 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 going. And it's like, gosh, stop talking. But then you sit back and think about it. You're like, (laughs) this is pretty incredible. Like, they learned all these things from you, which is also scary because they learn a lot of bad things from you as well. So my son has yeah. quite a interesting vocabulary. He'll just repeat screaming these, yeah. you know, fucking assholes, fucking assholes all through a store. Oh, my or, God. Uh, yeah. Call my daughter a fucking bitch. And your bitch, <laughs> Cora, like, your bitch, your bitch, Cora, like, he just keeps going. I'm just like, God, no, stop. And my daughter just, you know, lets they it shrugs like, it off. Wait, wait, they love the reaction. They love the reaction yeah. from you, you know? Yep. Like, um, I, I just was at, I was just at someone's house who had like a, a three or four year old and the mom 
they're the the baby or not a baby it's a you know a toddler or whatever her her mom is scottish and has a really thick scottish accent oh, so yeah. she's at the age she's at the age where like she has her parents accent still even though she lives in canada mm-hmm. and so she she has a little scottish accent and i was playing with her i was doing a puzzle and i was just like I was just being a jerk on purpose and like, you know, being like, Oh, do I put this piece here? And it's like, so that, that she could go, no, you, no, you don't put it there. And then I'd go, Oh, I'm so dumb, you know? <laughs> and just, we were just having fun. And then, um, I put a puzzle. I, I was just pretending that I, I was too weak to pick up the box. I was like, Oh, can you do help me? I, I'm so weak. You're so strong. Blah, blah, blah. And she grabs the box from me and she goes, Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> she grabbed the box. And I had to be like, and I had to be completely frozen because if I laughed at her, then I knew that she would know that if she says for fuck's sake, that I'll like, it will make grownups laugh and give her attention. <laughs> so I just was like, what did you say? And she said, I said for fuck's sake. And I was like, what does that mean? And she's like, it, you know, when you're not doing something right. <laughs> for fuck's sake <laughs> I told her mom we were just crying laughing about it but I had to like in front of her I had to be really calm and like don't laugh because oh. she's gonna love it and she's she's gonna know that that's gonna that's like the money maker it's like for her that's the hardest people, but... thing in the world is to not react uh, if we were driving in the car the other day and my wife's driving and, and my son's in the back and he he talks to himself like he's convinced he's two people there's grayson who is him <laughs> and then there's another kid who talks to him or for him or whatever and he says his name's gilbert uh, which is gilbert how he says gilbert and i don't know where yeah, this came gilbert. from but gilbert <laughs> who are you i'm gilbert no, you're Grayson. He's like, no, that's Grayson. Where? I'm two people. Anyway, he's talking to himself, and he's like, Grayson, you shouldn't have said that. Whatever. You're such a. You're just an asshole. You're an asshole. And my wife's like, don't don't talk to my Grayson that way. Like you know, no. In trying to be nice about it, and, and <laughs> so he's sitting back there, and he just goes, "Hi, Grayson," and then, "Hi, asshole." And totally, oh totally my God. talking to the other guy. Yeah, hi, Grayson. Hi, asshole. Oh my God, we're both. You dying. can't laugh. We're you dying. Laugh. We're in the front seat of the car. It's dark. We we made it through, but it was hilarious. And just man, just they're so interesting. It's fucking weird. It's my weird. little brother got my my brother who's autistic. He's he's in his mid twenties now, but when he was a kid. He did some buck wild shit that was amazing, like legendary in our family. But like, you can't laugh at the time. Like now we all laugh about it. But at the time, like there was this one time when he was like five and we were at, um, my dad was a basketball coach and we were at, we were at the NCAA tournament in some, I don't know, like Indiana or something. And my mom and my grandpa and my, my two little brothers, we were all in an elevator and this guy gets in, this really obese guy gets in the elevator and he goes, hello. And, and we all go, hi. And then my little brother goes, hi. And so you have to imagine this, like the doors are slowly closing. So we're stuck in there together. And he goes, hi, Mr. Big Fat Man. <laughs> and like, like he turned from a sweet little a- angel into like this evil devil kid, Mr. Big Fat Man. Like as the doors go, ding, and we all are stuck together and 
obviously my mom was like, his name is McCormick. He's like, McCormick. And he was, and he looked at her and he goes, well, he is. And the <laughs> really dude, is. like, the dude was obviously like a saint and he obviously had had a lot of experience. You know, he must have kids, you know, kids and mm-hmm. been around kids because he was like, a, you know, a literal saint and was just like, oh, it's okay. You know, we're all, some of us are bigger than others. You know, like he was just so, he was like just the nicest person. But when those, <laughs> when those, when those doors opened, we I was young enough that I, even now that happened, it's my little brother. So I was horribly embarrassed. But my grandfather, like an old man, I've never seen him move so fast. He had to sprint down the hallway of the hotel and leave us. Because he couldn't laugh. If he laughed around them, then he would have learned. Oh, if I, you know, that gets, it's funny. So he would get negative, whether it's attention, good or bad. But that, man... There, just because of all this sensory stuff, mm-hmm. there's so many funny things that that we that my mom had to learn a lot about as a, as a mom growing up with him. And it's funny that you know now I never he was one of those kids where like our, our his our therapists and doctors and stuff for him they were just like you know what he's never gonna graduate from school he doesn't he's not even going to be in school he's not he's never going to have he's going to live with you for the rest of his life you know like he's mm-hmm. never going to develop in any way and you know it's so funny my he moved he moved to another province a couple of weeks ago or sorry a couple months ago with his girlfriend and got his first ever you know real job like he works he was doing man he's a manager at walmart and he just called me last week to say hey i'm getting married whoa it's just like i know like it's just crazy it's crazy so it's so weird when they're that age because like the age of your son because he just the the like the depth of like how quickly they'll develop and then also have backsliding Uh and then go back and then backslide like it's a roller coaster man yeah but the sensory things kind of it makes them such a different person that like they have such a unique perspective on life is there so it's a, as a parent like it's just it's so interesting because they just you know they absorb stuff differently than the other kids yeah he's got like a, he's a fascination with death like he he wants to get mm-hmm. hit by a car so he'll go stand in the middle of the street any chance he gets before he gets in the car and just stands there and like waits for it like wants to get hit by a car or a train and he told me this specifically he wants to get hit by a car so he can get died like Papa, so my my dad died in September, and and so he's still coming to grips with that. But he's so he's like, I want to get I want to get hit by a car so I can get died like Papa, and they can put me in the uh they can put me in the the trash like Toy Story three. So like oh at the end of Toy goodness. Story three, they go in some big trash heap bin, and like they're going towards the fire, and they kind of accept death, and then they get saved. But he literally watches Toy Story yeah. three at the end because he wants to go get died. So they can throw them in the garbage, like Toy Story Three. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. Like it's morbid, but it's funny because he's like, he doesn't yeah. quite grasp it that it, no, it's over uh, at that point. But he, like, he doesn't jump in front of cars. He'll go in a street where there's no cars and just stand there and kind of uh, like stimmy a little bit, like where he just kind of shakes his hands and kind of like he's excited, like, oh man, I'm in the street. And uh, he sounds like he's going to be an artist. It's terrifying. But yeah, it's terrifying. He's, he sounds like an artist in the making. Yep. He called me a, uh, uh, what did he call me before I left for the, he was telling me how much he loves me and all this stuff before I left for the podcast. And then uh, 
he called he called me a stupid they call me a stupid bullshit father or something like that or yeah a stupid bullshit father i love you though and i'm like what okay <laughs> okay <laughs> he just he, he doesn't he he, uh, he like strings swears together in ways yeah, that are just yeah. incredible I mean, it's just it's a it's a whole nother art form but uh yeah it's, it's a it's, it's a got it it's so it's so weird like having to explain death and stuff to kids because it's like when someone tells me that they've lost someone important to them it's like i i haven't had that happen to me yet mm-hmm. and so i don't know it's just like I, I think it's i don't know if it's tiring to have everyone all of a sudden like the whole mood changes when you tell them you know and then they go oh i'm so sorry like i'm sorry for your loss and you just want to like move on from it because you're like that's not what's defining this conversation right now i just was giving you context but like mm-hmm. kids like your son the way that he's dealing with it it's i hope that it's like refreshing to you and gets you out of that having to explain all that stuff to people all the time oh yeah but i know that i i like know that's got to be that's like one of the parts about it that's so hard is like having an interaction with other adults about it, you know, and then sure. we, all, we all do the same thing to you. Like we all go, Oh, I'm so sorry. But you know, and you're, and, you're, and then they try to like emphasize in a weird way and go, Oh yeah, well my uncle died. Well, <laughs> yes. Like, yes, I know. Like we don't need to have the, the sadness Olympics, like just yeah. accept that I'm sad. People have a hard you know, time with so. empathy and finding the right. I mean, there's really no right way. Like it's 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 fun. We watched. We went and watched that Mister Rogers movie last night. Uh, oh, with Tom Lord. Hanks. It was yeah. really good, actually. But like the, he yeah, he's sitting was, um, there. Cry Central. Yeah. Did you see it? No, I just don't feel like crying and sobbing for two hours yet. So oh I'll see man. It okay. Well, he says something in there that's profound. Like he says that. Uh, Death, people have a hard time talking about death and that uh you know death is is uh, uh what does he say he talks about it being um human which means it's it's mentionable mm-hmm. and he basically he basically strips it down because they're asking him how i mean you deal with you tell kids about cancer death uh mm-hmm. things that parents are afraid to talk to him about and he just like whittles it down i won't ruin it for you but he and because I, I can't quote it exactly but he he whittles it down so simply that's kind of refreshing like huh yeah i guess you're right mr rogers like it's it's uh it's weird so when you see it you'll know what i'm talking about but i don't want to ruin it for you but um it's it's just the way yeah it's weird like how he dealt he deals with empathy and all that stuff it's i don't know it's a whole nother thing but um yeah dealing with that with through with my kids was interesting because my daughter i mean she would internalize it and then you know she yeah. she didn't want hugs she didn't want she, when I came downstairs to tell her she didn't want me to tell she's like no don't tell don't tell me don't tell me so she knew something was wrong and yeah, and my son yeah. the last time he visited the house my son literally who doesn't do it he'll give you a hug real quick and or like a kiss is where he puts his head down and kind of bonks it into you and um he my dad was yeah. out on a on a on a rocking chair on the porch and my son just went up and gave him a hug and didn't let go and just kept saying, it's all right, Papa. It's all right, Papa. For almost 15 minutes. Like, it was almost like he knew it was the last time he, he would see him. He knew he needed a big hug. It was crazy. Yeah. It was like he knew it was the last time he would see him. And my daughter, 
you know, don't tell me, don't tell me. And then, you know, three, four hours later, she'll just come up behind me on the couch and just give me a big hug from the back. Like she, she Um. shows her, you know, she's scared to react, um, to things like that, but then she'll kind of come out in weird ways, just kind of come up and give you a big hug or, or tell you something nice or, or make you something. And, uh, that was like really refreshing and cool because it was like, wow, that's really, you know, really thoughtful. You know, she wasn't trying to. Sounds like you have some, you have some good kids. I, I do. It's, it's, they're, they're, I mean, they're wild, they're animals, but they are really cool. Like there's, there's days I just want to get away forever. (laughs) Just like get the car. And then there's days where I'm just like blown away. Like, wow, you're a little human that knows what you're doing. Like, oh yeah, we can do this and this and this. And you know, my daughter at the dinner table puts her fist down and just shouts, I demand equality. Like what the fuck? Like, who are you? You know, like, oh my God. Yeah. I I know. I hope that you, I hope that you have some time in the new year for you guys to like take some time away from everything. Oh, you know, it's like the, 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 yeah. It's, and then it's just like that happening to you and then Christmas and stuff. And it's just such a stressful time of year. Yeah. Anyway, like I hope, I know you're probably so busy with work, but I hope that you guys can get away and just hang out together. You know, like you're just having to be so strong for everybody else. Yeah. That's the plan. You, know, you don't have time. Yeah. That's the plan. You got to sure. get, someone's got to take care of you. Yeah. We'll do some camping. We'll do some, we're talking about next Christmas, not doing Christmas at home, like going somewhere and kind of gifting an experience rather than presence and kind of like go somewhere cool. I think that, yeah, that's cool. And maybe, or do something that's that brilliant. everything gifted is secondhand. So like thrift store or mm-hmm. something of yours or something you made, you know, trying to teach the kids that too. Cause they get so excited about presents, but this year they were so thoughtful about, Oh, so and so likes this, so they'll love this. Like, and thinking about it more than just, oh, I'll buy her this and this and this. It was like, no, she'll like this because of this, or you know, it was interesting. They're starting oh, to man. grow up. Every time that happens, you are you just like, yes, I'm succeeding. <laughs> My kids are good humans. Yeah, exactly. It gives you hope in the dark days where it's like, God, just shut up. So yeah, it's interesting. Like with your son, like you know, even if he never does, like the things I was telling you, like what of my little brother uh-huh. like he never says he never he has never said like i love you or hugged but then th- when he moved like now that he's getting older and i think now that like he has his fiance who's like really teaching him a lot about relationships mm-hmm. when he calls my mom he says i love you mom and he never did that but like he, but the thing is even if he never did that we it, we wouldn't care but it just it's so interesting how they sometimes even at his age now, like they, it's just, they have such a different experience than everyone else. So yeah. you're, you learn a lot from them about like what, what their experiences are. Yeah. So I've, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot about that stuff from him. So I, it's, it's cool. I'm really happy that he can say that and express love in that way now. But I also would have been totally content with him. Not, you know, cause he loves us. He just doesn't know how to verbalize that. Yeah. And being a being, I feel like for my daughter, growing up right beside him, like there's a lot of things. I mean, we have to leave a lot of places early, uh, like things that affect her in a way that I kind of worry about later. Maybe she'll have some resentment, but she really doesn't. She she cares about him so much, and she stands up for him. If someone was like someone was picking on him, she actually gets in their face. Leave my brother alone. 
like freaks people yeah, out. Yeah, that's like awesome. She is she protects him. She explains to the neighbor, you know, that you know he has special needs, and and the neighbor tries to say, well, to her kids who are friends with my daughter, um, they they asked, you know, what special needs, and they said, oh, his brain's just not fully developed yet, and and like what? And Corey even said at six, it's like, no, that's not what it is. And explain it. And she's like, to this adult. And it's like, oh my God. Like, yeah. Anyway, it's a it's yeah. a whole Yeah, it's a whole thing. But it's 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 incredible to see where people end up. And I'm kind I'm really excited to see where he gets to, you know, because we don't know. They they yeah. told us he wouldn't talk. They told us he wouldn't, you know, walk. Yeah. They told us all this thing. It's like, what are you telling me these things for? He's done all of these things. Like it's it's crazy. Like don't one, you know one thing one thing that my brother hasn't grown out of all the physical stuff. You know, like I'm your son. I don't know if he has things or you know, like clothing. Certain clothing just really bothers him. Certain sounds, like yep. he certain, hates you know, hats. Tag, he cuts the tags out of all his his clothes because he can't bear to have the the sensation of the tag on it. You know that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. But one thing that he doesn't hasn't grown out of that I is something that I love about him so much is that um, he hasn't, he doesn't understand that it's not appropriate when you think of a really funny thing for you to just start bursting into laughter because you, because you thought of a funny memory all like, you know, just at any point. Yeah. And that's like my favorite thing about him. Cause we'll just be talking about something serious. And then all of a sudden he'll just start giggling really hard and like, all right, what did you just think about? And it's like, I just was thinking about five years ago in this movie I saw. <laughs> You know, like this joke, like has not. You know, just it just went in his head, and that's that's like my favorite thing. I hope that he never stops doing that. That's incredible. like I hope that he never figures out that that's like socially unacceptable because it's my favorite thing about him because it, it just always makes everyone around him laugh when he does that. That's awesome, and it's totally even genuine. though we don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Sure, <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> Oh my! That's like my favorite thing about him. I'd be getting ready for school or whatever, and I would just hear him in the shower, just start giggling because like yeah, he just thought of a funny joke. He's like, oh, he's like giggling, <laughs> like oh, he just thought of a funny memory. So yeah, it's, it will definitely be an adventure for you. Like there, you never, you just don't know how he's gonna turn out. But I guess we don't know how any of our kids are gonna turn out. Sure, exactly. You never know what's gonna happen. It's always, it's just a not a crapshoot, but it's just yeah. If you knew it was gonna happen, it wouldn't be a, any point. Like it, and it would all change anyway. It would everything would affect yeah. everything, you know. But man, well, Courtney, I I appreciate you coming on the show so much. Like I really, I really do, and I've been excited for this one because I love what you do, and it was even better Thank to you. get to talk to you and and have a good chat. Like that makes everything so much better to me. Like it, when I'm already into what someone does, like, and I always say like, you know, we didn't talk a ton about the band, but like, if people want to know what you do that side they can go listen to it and get their own experience that way and this is the whole idea of the show is kind of you know show someone in a light of who they are where you can spend more than 15 minutes delving into things and and just kind of chatting yeah instead of an interview how's the tour going how what'd you do to record this record you know like there's enough content out there where people can find what you do and and get pretty in depth into what you're doing which is amazing and uh but I'm glad this was just a, a good conversation to where we just kind of got to know each other. And, and uh, I really look forward to seeing you guys live in person, not just on video. But, um, you know, well, I, I hope that sooner than later, yeah. I, I would love to come to, to Portland. And then if we do, if we 
you know, if, we, if someone else gives us a chance and takes us on tour, then I, I hope we come to Portland and then we could uh, have a live interview. Yeah, absolutely. And let me know, you know, uh, anything I can do to help, you know, uh, whether it's contacts in Portland uh, with promoters, other bands, things like that. You know, I've got a lot of connections that way, not just in Portland, but all yeah, over the place. Exactly. But if there's something you're kicking around, shoot me a text, whatever, you know, I'm glad to help anytime. And, uh, yeah, thank you. Really Honestly, you just, you just showing your, your people at work, our music is like such a, you, like, you can't buy that, you know, that's sure. just, that made me so, that story made me so happy. Well, I throw it's it around just, all over the place. Like I throw dream. it to other bands, throw it to, you know, like I always, I've made a lot of friends through this show to where we throw music back and forth and, and, uh, maybe we'll get something to happen. Who knows? <laughs> I think you. it speaks for itself though. It's it, great it stuff. Works. So. I, I appreciate the time and uh, what you're doing and, and the fact that it inspired me is priceless and I, I really appreciate that. So let's keep in touch and, and uh, like like with all this stuff, I'll let you know when this is coming out and we'll go over artwork and stuff like that uh, for the episode. But but enjoy the rest of your yeah, day yeah. I and uh, just keep doing I what you're will. doing. I will. I'm gonna I'm gonna change out of my bathrobe and slippers, I guess, and put on grown up clothes and maybe venture outside. Perfect. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you have you hope you have a great rest of your weekend. All right. And you thank too. Thank you so much for giving me a call. I really enjoyed that. Awesome. You bet. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Courtney Laplante from Spirit Box and I wrestled a bear once. What a fantastic chat. I loved that conversation. We had a lot of fun. We talked about a lot of different things, some crazy touring stories, all sorts of stuff. So uh, hopefully you guys got something out of that. I did for sure. And uh, big thanks to Courtney for coming on. Check out Spirit Box right now. If you have not, go over to Spotify and stream that shit. It is awesome. Um, and you can check out she's got some awesome YouTube videos showing uh, studio footage. I mean, if you don't believe the vocals that are coming out of there, Go watch it happen in front of your face. It's uh, it's it, ferocious. It's amazing. So, uh, yeah, thanks to Courtney for coming on. Best of luck to you. And, uh, guys, thank you for coming back week after week. This was a huge labor of love. This took a lot of work to put out these 10 episodes in 10 days, basically, two weeks. And uh, I think you guys were enjoying it from what you have sent me um, for feedback. And the show is also doing well. So thank you so much. Uh, for all your help rating subscribing definitely write in a review if you can that's the best thing you can do for a podcast uh, if you can't do like a financial donation or anything like that go to itunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and review the show don't just put the star rating but actually write a review because then when people go through and look at the show they'll say hmm this looks interesting or maybe i'll check this out but if they go through the reviews just like on amazon uh they see someone that really enjoyed it in a specific reason they're more likely to check it out and then they'll tell a friend about it and that's how it works and we've been doing this a few years and the show is blown up like i could have never imagined and uh it's all because of you guys and i appreciate that so much so i am exhausted i am going to get out of here and we'll see you next week back on our normal weekly schedule once a week and as always guys we'll see you on the radio
Hey everyone, this is Tuck from Fit for a King, an off-road minivan. Every week I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Moths to Flames, and many more. We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday, out now through Sound Talent Media.